When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Garden State of Hockey podcast. We are joining you after the Devils take a game against the Washington Capitals through a shootout goal from one Timo Meyer uh, after a bad penalty in overtime from one Timo Meyer, but it doesn't matter now. The Devils got two points out of it, but we come to you after the stretch of games that featured a loss to the Vegas Golden Knights, a win against the Coyotes, and a loss to the Maple Leafs. All one goal games, uh, as has been a strange theme for the Devils uh, in this recent week. So, John, hello. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well after a victory, but we need to talk about some tough times, Dan, because the last four games have not been smooth they have not, not been pleasant yeah. they have not, not been ideal you know in no game have the devils had happened to them what happened to the buffalo sabers tonight who lost 10 to 4 uh to the dallas Stars. i just wanted to get that in at some point because that's just amazing dallas but, tied a franchise record with 10 goals 10 goals and most of them in the third period it's it's a wild scoring summary go go look it up but anyway yeah um the Devils started the week playing against the Golden Knights in Vegas. And again, this is this is a stretch where they were playing Colorado in a very high-octane high emotional game. There's a lot of scoring, a lot of big swings um, in that game as they went up 5-1, to one, blew that lead, and then managed to – or almost blew that lead and then managed to hold on and win it. But against Vegas – uh, I don't honestly remember what, uh, yeah, I was asleep. That's what happened in this game. I remember it was tied two two at the end of the second that I didn't make it through the end of the third. So go right. ahead. Well, Can you feel let me, in, let me hit you here. All mm-hmm. right. So the devils were doing pretty well to start. Like not Las Vegas had this, they spent the first period treating defense. Like they were at a clothing optional beach where defense was optional, mm-hmm. but Aiden Hill, Aiden Hill somehow managed to give up three goals in the game and managed to legitimately claim he goalied the Devils because the expected goals by, you know, where the Devils are shooting the puck throughout the entire game, including overtime, expected goals for the Devils was six point, was over six. <laughs> and the deserve to win a meter was going crazy. Right. But Jonathan Marchessault gets a crazy favorable bounce off the end boards to score the opening goal. But then the Devils come back. Jesper Bratt hammers a one-timer uh, across the seam from the big deal. Power play, power play goal inside the post. It's 1-1. And then Jack Eichel makes a pass to Braden McNabb with Dawson Mercer for checking. Normally, that's not a big deal. But McNabb made a meal of the pass. And the dog just latched onto that puck mm-hmm. and just charged in and ripped a screamer to the far post. 
to make a 2-1 going into the second period. Now in the second period... Well, the Don Dawson Mercer is who you're uh, referring to here. And I just want to point out the stat from today's broadcast where since February 16th, Dawson Mercer is only behind Connor McDavid in terms of points in the NHL. Yeah, just like what? Like by nine? (laughs) But still... Six. Okay. It's even better. Like Dawson Mercer is crazy hot. Considering that he was scoreless... In the first four games in February, that's like that. That's how crazy good he Unbelievable. But in any case, Marchesol strikes again mm-hmm. um, in the second period, and then in the third period, Jack Eichel gets a feed from Marchesol to make it three-two. But then Miles Wood emerges to jam in a puck to tie it up at three-three, and then the rest of the game, like the Devils just dominated Vegas. They outshot him nine to nothing in overtime. Dan mm-hmm. nine to nothing. Andrej Palat. Um, if I get, if I read this correctly here, uh, oh, he gave up a penalty shot. Yeah. William Carlson, uh, got stuffed on it. This was actually during a power play. Mm-hmm. Um, so credit, credit to, uh, Mr. Um, Schmied for getting the stop, but the devil He's did everything, good. but the devils put up 50 shots on it in this game. Yeah. They should have scored six by the model. They only scored three. It's basically Hill stood on his head. Mm-hmm. The game goes to a shootout. The Devils lose in a shootout. They, it actually goes four rounds in the shootout, too. It was um, Tatar, Hamilton, Mercer in the first three rounds. They got stuffed. March or so, Eichel, Smith in the for, for Vegas. They got stuffed. Brat doesn't do doesn't get his move off. Shea Teodor scores. Yeah. You know, whatever. The, the one move has not worked in a while, and uh, nope. it, it almost worked today, but he lost it off his, um, off his stick at the last second. But still... Yeah. You know, it's a shootout. At this point, you can't be too mad. Most of the time, the Devils are going to win that game. They deserve to win that game by every uh, metric that we really look at as, I guess, podcasters and people who watch this game a certain way. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, they didn't take this one. But still, they maintain their really good uh, road record of only four regulation losses at this point. So uh, incredible stuff. And the next game, uh, I would say, was the most frustrating win that they've experienced um, in in a while, just because it was Timo Meyer's, you know, debut with the devils and what a goal just to start off, start things off. You can't be happier about him scoring the Timo Meyerist goal that you would expect him to score just in front of the net, hustling towards the puck. He just squirts out in front and he just slips it by. And there you go. Timo Meyer gets his first goal as a devil opens the scoring. Things are great. And then a minute later, one minute later, one minute later, mm-hmm. did anybody pick up Matthias Matelli on the uh, far po- on, on the weak side, Dan? Surely not. No. And I keep banging on this point because the Devils have given up a lot of goals to guys on the weak side. And I understand the Devils defensive structure. They want to they want they don't overload as much as they did under Nazardine. But this is clearly a Lindy Ruff thing. They want to put more players on the strong side, win the puck and look for a breakout, which fine over the course of the season, that's obviously worked pretty well. But if that pass gets through and nobody picks up, nobody picks up this guy away from the puck, they're going to have a free shot. And Matthias Michelli scores. And then thankfully, Jesper Boakfist, Jesper Boakfist, Dan. Yeah. Makes it 2-1. He's having himself a fine time. In fact, he gets rewarded two games later for his fine time. I mean, Eric Hall has had himself a week too, getting the assist oh, yeah. on this goal. Absolutely. Yeah. And Severson too. Severson had a monster night in uh, 
Tempe, Arizona. And adding to that, he got a power play goal from the second power play unit. The second power play unit, Dan. Early in the second period, you're up 3-1. You're looking good. You're looking solid. And then once again, does anybody pick up Zach Cassian? Nah. Yeah, Vanacek gave up a pretty bad rebound to him. But again, nobody of, was on Zach Cassian. He have one goal on the season up until this point. Hammers it into for a second. It's now 3-2. But then you think, okay, Jesper Boakvist, he's going to crash. He's going to make it 4-2. He's going to finish the drill from Andrej Palat. Palat takes a hit on the pass. Boakvist finishes in the slot. You're up 4-2. There's your insurance goal. Ken Danica would like, like you to believe, oh, the Devils need insurance goals. Like, that's your insurance goal. You're now up 4-2. Mm-hmm. Going into the third period. Dan, what happened? Yeah, uh, they very early in the third period, they give up a goal to Nick Schmaltz. Um, Weak man. side. Same Clayton thing Keller as before. Found him. Found the seam. Keller's a really good player. He has 35 assists this season, Dan, and you can see exactly yeah. why, because that was a dime that he gave to Schmaltz. And Schmaltz has 19 goals himself. He's not a scrub. Um, and then once again, do the Dells crack Ingram? No, no, no. It, it well, it just so again, like this is the one of the most frustrating wins because they're up four three. They keep attacking, attacking, attacking. The deserve to win a meter is flying off the charts, and then again with two minutes left in the game, they let up a goal. Uh, I think it was six on five, right? Uh, I have to quickly check. I don't remember exactly, but I believe it was six on five because it felt pretty chaotic at that. No, point. no, no. Ingr- Ingram didn't leave the net at this point. Wow. Okay. So yeah, even before he left the net, the devils were breaking down in their own defensive zone. And that was happening all game long as McBain ties it with two minutes left. And again, weak side. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind, this is Arizona. This is not a good hockey team, but guess what? Yeah. If weak teams like the Arizona Coyotes can burn you on the weak side, imagine what a playoff caliber team like Toronto could do. But we'll get to that in a moment. And I guess uh, they case, did away with ties to find a way to uh, have the better teams, I guess, win most of the time in overtime at three on three because the Devils found a way to do it yet again. They set their own franchise record for overtime wins with this goal from Nico Heischer. Uh, less than 30 seconds into the overtime, assisted by Dougie Hamilton. It's a 5-4 win, another game the Devils very much deserved. Nico kind of looked like, yeah, okay, there you go, finally. We we managed yeah. to get this done. Yeah, I mean, incidentally, the um, the play that led to this, like Arizona won the puck, a shot's on net, Vanacek makes the save, Hollow wins the face off but it comes back hamilton has to win the puck a second time and then Halla and heesher just drive forward and Halla is covered and heesher's like yeah i'm not going to pass it to eric Halla. i'm just going to rip this myself and he, he did for you win five four but yeah. again you know i i get i'm gonna I'm, i understand the point of oh you gotta find ways to win but it's like guys you gave up three to four goals pretty much the same way yeah, this is going to burn you in future games when you're playing against good teams, because if Arizona does this to you, if Columbus does this to you, if St. Louis does this to you, Toronto is going to be able to do it to you. And what happened on Tuesday, Dan? Well, hold on. Say what you will. The Coyotes actually have a more wins at home than losses total. This They're is true. They bad are home team overall. This is true. You are correct. I you are very right. I even wrote that in my recap that yeah. they, they actually beat Boston. Yeah, they're they like a, a weirdly good home team in this co- collegiate arena. So I, I think it was still a good um, – it, it was a good win to hold on to. Yeah, you'd like to see it more convincingly. But, again, they kind of got goalied in the win in this one. Eh, I wouldn't agree. I mean, 
Ingram gave up five goals. The only the, yeah, the, yeah, the, exactly. And still yeah. they got a goalie. That's the no, weird part. What they're no. doing now, in in a sense, is what they were doing back in November, where they're steamrolling everyone in five on five, um, including good teams. And they did a lot of that versus Toronto, but really not enough to make up for the fact that Toronto, despite missing two of their top players, um, they they still have plenty of talent. They can score any which way, and they did score every which yeah. way. I mean, the Devils, by expected goals, were expected to score about three-ish, maybe yeah. four goals, and they scored five. So I, I can't agree with that. But I understand All what right, you're trying fine. to say. But but that's kind of what the template has to be for teams to play against the Devils. You need your goaltender to be very good. Yeah. And even then, you also need to expose the Devils when they make a mistake. And oh boy, did we get to see both of, both of that uh on tuesday night on gender equality night against the toronto game. maple leafs it was a very chaotic game it, it started <sighs> off pretty slow with zero zero and it was expected by some people that uh it would be you know a more defensive game with toronto missing mm-hmm. some centers down the middle but uh it did not end up being that after all no the first period was pretty much devil's hockey like they outshone 15 to 5 and Ilya samsonov was you know he was just great yeah but 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 Toronto flipped the script. They basically flipped the rank. Basically, they out- they they put up fourteen shots. They caught up to the Devils in shots. And of course, Nico Heischer is calling for Thomas Tatar to pick up Kala Yarncrock going down the slot. Mm-hmm. Tatar watches William Nylander hook up Yarncrock for an easy tap in past Mister Vanacek to open the scoring. Yeah. And Toronto just keeps pounding the rock at this point to the point where it wasn't until Eric Kala of all players, Eric Kala bangs in a goal yep lead and then the devils realize oh hey we should attack toronto (laughs) and you know the crowds are back into it and then and then the third period things went poorly yeah so first the devils get a power play that's pretty good Mm -hmm. this is an event dougie hamilton makes a poor decision to pass it back it goes out of the zone it bounces off i think he sure first and then off timo meyer Mm -hmm. who just kind of makes a meal of it. And Mitch Martyr says, thank you, goes off on a breakaway, scores a shorty. Fortunately, Andre Palat, who earlier missed time because he got high-sticked in the face towards the end of the second period. And lost three teeth. Lost three teeth, got stitched (laughs) up pretty bad. You know, of course, he's going to play the game because he's a professional ice hockey player. That's what they do. And of course, Mr. Mercer throws the puck in front. Palat gets under the rebound, slams in the power play goal with a second left on the same goal. Marner scored the shorty to make it 2-2. It's 2-2, Dan. They salvaged Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then a couple minutes later, of all things to happen. The goal scorer. Andrzej Palat fired a shot from the half wall that. You know, if Miles Wood took that shot, I'd be lamenting how stupid it was because that's a bad shot to take. But Halla apparently influenced this puck somehow to sneak it past Simsonov. Halla has a brace. Yep. Two goals. Imagine. You're up 3-2. You're up 3-2 with with a little over 10 minutes left or 11 minutes in this case on home ice in the third period. Mm -hmm. Dan? Did the Devils win this game? They did not. They blew it because they let Michael Bunting sneak in and score uh, a weak side goal again. Yeah, um, I mean, the play the play starts with Hughes losing the puck in the neutral zone. And yes, I agree that's bad. Bad on Hughes. I'm saying it. But there's four other guys on the ice. One of them has to pick up Michael Bunting screaming towards the side of the net. Yeah. Again, like the Yarncroft goal, Bunting didn't have to do much other than not miss. Yeah. And he, he you know... Makes it three to three. And then Timo Meyer, high sticks. 
Yeah, he sticks Alexander Kerfoot in the neutral zone. And it wasn't like a, you know, they're having a puck battle. It's I'm waving my stick in the air at a puck that's in the air, which is just reckless to do because you're not playing that puck after that point anyway. No. So the the best you can do is not hit someone in the face. And the worst you can do is hit someone in the face at a crucial time, which is exactly what happened. He, he did that in the third period against Arizona. Arizona didn't score on it, but guess who scored on this one? Mr. Yeah. Austin Matthews, who gets yeah. into a pocket of space. Nobody's covering him. There's one player on Toronto you should try to cover. His name is Austin Matthews. Yeah. He scores. They go on to win four to three. Yeah, he's still uh, pretty good, you know. You know, I understand the complaints of, oh, John, you know, but the Devils have a great record. You're really going to be mad about this one. It's like, yeah, I just witnessed the Devils blew a 3-2 lead within the final 10 minutes to Toronto. Like, if we're going to sit here and say we want the Devils to do well in the playoffs, <laughs> guys, this is the yeah. type of game you got to win. But this also is Forget a big team for the Devils, which is not a, uh, a very True. threatening thing to me because Toronto will not make it out of the first round, as is tradition. So... Um, I'm not too worried about them moving forward, but yeah, the Devils have lost, I think, nine of their last 10, oh no, 10 of their last 11 games against the Maple Leafs. It's not great. And that one um, win was earlier this season. Yeah, so really not a good run against this team and a disappointing loss after leading that game for a long time. Um, but, but they go today onto Washington, D.C. and the game we were alluding to where the Devils really again deserve to win in every way shape and form uh but the goals in this game were really off of strange bounces a lot of the time um a lot of deflections off of skates i, I don't think the goalies were too much to blame for this one um but the devils did manage to take it in a shootout despite timo meyer taking another late penalty in overtime uh to make fans sweat it out on a four on three yeah he he tripped up tom wilson and here's the thing guys wilson was tripping people the entire game yeah well wilson was a jerk what a surprise um, he blindsided ryan graves after he hit the post on the devil's first legitimate chance of the game um no call of course but here's the thing with meyer i understand there's a number of the people who matter who want to say oh you know timmy meyer's got to learn the system he's acclimating to a new team i get that but here's the thing people Penalties are not a system. <laughs> Waving your stick in the air yeah. to hit somebody in the face, it doesn't, you don't need to be a brand new guy to the team. Like he's played over 450 games in the NHL. He knows full well you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And in the Arizona game, it didn't cost the Devils. In the Toronto game, it absolutely cost them. And the Devils, thanks to John Marino and Akira Schmid, uh, the Devils escape to a shootout. Um, like my dude you got it you got it you, you got to be smarter than that like that's not a system issue that's not a i'm on a new team issue that's not i'm learning who my new teammates are issue it's a i gotta be smart issue <laughs> that's a I you issue think, i still think it's kind of strange that if a player takes a penalty in overtime they're allowed to shoot i think the logic is that ordinarily it's not like the players thrown out of the game like a misconduct or something like that you know well sure but at the time the game ended they were in the penalty box that's the only argument I could really make, but I'm certainly thankful that that's not a rule because that means the Devils win. Hooray. And they take this game against the Capitals. They move to 90 points. Um, uh, it feels incredible to say that on March 9th and to know that they have the third best record in the entire NHL. What a time to be alive. And the Devils will be joined by a new player in Montreal on uh, Saturday, John. That's right. So the Devils did one thing during the NHL trade deadline which was crazy busy on the run-up to the trade deadline day. And on the day, day itself, there was plenty of drama too, where Philadelphia fans have another reason to hate Chuck Fletcher. 
but more on that in a bit. But the Devils traded for Curtis Lazar, mm-hmm. a fourth line forward who does not have any offensive talent whatsoever, but he knows how to play defense. Yep. And and notably, Dan, in this game. So in the second period, the Devils were up two to one because Eric Halla got a favorable bounce to score a power play goal because the Halla, the Halla Renaissance continues. Yeah. It's like he's finally scoring on all the shots that he should have scored on uh from earlier in the year. Well, at and some point the luck had to turn, right? In a sense, yes. Uh but I don't want to get into the gambler's fallacy. It's too late well, for that. Yeah, yeah. But Dos- Dogson Mercer finishes another play in front. So you're up two to one. And then there's a rush up ice by Washington. McLeod had Strom behind him. Siegenthaler looks behind him to see, oh, hey, I see McLeod with Strom. I'll just focus on the middle and focus on the puck. Yep. Dougie Hamilton gets beat. And McLeod completely loses his mark. And Strom is all alone in front of the net for another weak side goal mm-hmm. that Schmid, like, I understand the point of Vanacek's numbers have been pretty bad as of late. And Schmid's numbers are not exactly looking fantastic after tonight's game either. But you, you got to help your goalie here. Like the, the save percentage does not care about how helpless the goaltender is on a play. Oh, yeah. They just count shots and goals. That's, that's all it is. But my goodness, McLeod got benched for that. McLeod mm. got straight up Benched, B-E-N-C-H-E-D. And fun fact, Dan, Lazar can play some center. And it yeah, wouldn't be completely out of line for Lazar to basically say, I'm here for you, McLeod. I'm going to take your job. Part of his defensive value is his ability to win faceoffs and win back possession, especially in you know defensive zone situations. So uh, again, not only that, but he signed for a couple more years at a, rel- at a really low price and serves as a you know Miles Wood replacement, essentially. That's better at defense. It, it basically, because Miles yeah. Wood also has not been scoring all that much. Well, he did he, score he, against Lesley. Well, the, the he, thing that he saves did score Wood at here, least like ten goals, and Lazar will not come anywhere near no, that. Absolutely <laughs> not. Well, the other thing is Lazar's right as right-handed shot. I think Bashan is the one who has to be a little more concerned, um, since if he's if Lazar's not playing center, he'll play right wing. Unless we find out Lazar can play on his offhand, and then Miles Wood does have to worry. Right. The larger the larger point here is that it's it, it's a nice solid move. The Devils didn't really give up much. They gave up a fourth round pick for him. I think it's fourth rounder next year. Yeah. Um, so whatever you For some locker add some presence de- also add some depth, add some, some, somebody else you can rely on when you get your fourth line caught out there that you have three guys who could potentially do something in their own zone, as opposed to McLeod bastion and whatever the hell miles Wood is doing on defense. But McLeod has been really up and down in his own end as of late. And I want to say since the trade deadline, the fourth line, did have a legitimately good game against Las Vegas and they had a legitimately good game against Arizona, but defensively they remained a sore spot. And when Toronto's Matthews line got caught out there with them, it was like, you're holding your breath. <laughs> you're just like yeah. waiting for the ball to drop. Uh, it didn't happen, but um, yeah, there's a reason why Lazar was acquired. And I think we're going to find out in Montreal because due to visa issues, he could not actually join the devils until Saturday. Yeah. So the Devils will be, the grind will continue. I might as yeah. well talk about that, Dan. The because, grind oh. will continue here. Yeah, the, the Devils have uh, quite a trip coming up, quite a stretch. Um, this next set of games is kind of a, what if they were in the other division playoff preview? Because they, after facing Montreal in Montreal on Saturday, 
No, they Montreal come home. and Carolina on, on Sunday. Well, I'm saying, yeah, at Montreal. Then they come home to play against uh, Carolina and then Tampa Bay twice more at home throughout the week. And then they travel to Florida to face Florida and Tampa Bay after that. So three games against Tampa Bay over the course of uh, six days here. Not awesome. only that. Playoff not, series. <laughs> yeah, not only that, Dan. Um, just to make it even worse is that one – that Carolina game, like the Devils, if the Devils want to really still win first place of the division, they kind of need that game because Carolina, they're up by four points and they have a game in hand on the Devils. So unless right. Carolina starts losing a whole bunch of games, which I'm going to be real with you, I, I don't see that happening. Like yeah. they're on a four game winning streak right now. Like every time they you think they're going to fall apart, they, they just don't. They, they, they're legitimately that good. They would be the best team in the East if there wasn't that Boston team that might, that was they lost to Edmonton tonight, so they did not get the second earliest X in NHL history. They'll wow. probably get it next game because yeah. they're Boston and they'll do that anyway. But that game on Saturday is uh, Sunday is going to be huge and it's going to be tough because both teams are playing Saturday night. Like that's a classic, like who's got more gas left in the tank for that one. Mm-hmm. And for the Devils, it's harder because, again, you're going to play Tampa Bay, who's a legitimately good team. Not so great on the road. So that helps the Devils. But. You know, I don't want to, you know, Toronto only has 216 goals this season. Tampa Bay has 228. So if you thought Toronto's offense was frightening, Tampa Bay is saying, hey, I'm even more frightening. Um, And then you get Florida that's in, that really needs points any which way, any way possible, because they're mired in a wild card race where they're, they have a disadvantage in games played. So they're going to be super hungry on Saturday. And then you get to play Tampa Bay again. Oh my God. And even worse, Dan is that the Devils will play Minnesota on the 21st. And then after then, for the first time since the beginning, or or I should say the end of February, the Devils will actually have more than one day off. Wow. So you're playing a nightmare. You know, this is very much playoff hockey scheduling. It's every other game, if not a back-to-back. You got two straight weekends of back-to-backs. And, you know, say what you want about Montreal, but they didn't lose by much to Carolina tonight. They, they. I'm sorry. They lost in a shootout to our hated rivals. They beat Even, the Devils last time we played them. They beat the Devils the last time. Montreal. Let's let me just take a quick peek here because Montreal, I believe, also stunned. Um, they took Carolina to a shootout. Um, they lost by one to Las Vegas. You know, they yeah, lost yeah. by one to Los, Los Los Angeles. This is not a scrubby team. Like, yeah, okay, they also lost to Anaheim by one. But the point is here is that they're competitive. They're 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 the last place of the Atlantic, but they're never say die last place team, yeah. you know. Um, and they're not that bad at home. So it's gonna be a tough outing for the Devils on Saturday. And then I then then the games get supremely difficult. It might be the most difficult on paper schedule the Devils will have for a week where Carolina, Tampa, Tampa, Florida, Tampa. Like that's just, you know, it's rough. Remarkable. And then once you're done with Minnesota, Dan, there's only 10, there's only 12 games left. I'm sorry, um, 11 games left in the season. We're near the end. I mean, at that point, we'll have a pretty good idea of pretty much who the Devils are playing. The Islanders are charging pretty hard without Matt Barzell, which is impressive. Yeah, they, uh, they, they probably Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah, they they probably won't catch the Rangers, but who knows? That would be interesting to say the very least. Um, but if they're going that hot into the playoffs, I'd like to certainly avoid them. But uh, that all being said, we'll we'll focus on that when it's more relevant. Um, I I think, you know, just stay the course. Timo Meyer is getting more adjusted to the team. It's been kind of a rough-ish start, but he's already contributed to winning, um, multiple games. So. 
all good on that end for me, and it'll only get better over time. So uh, what else do we have for this episode today, John? Well, we do have an injury update. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood has been skating. Okay. Now, Schmid, obviously, is still with the team. He won the game in Washington last night, or tonight, I should say. So he's not obviously returned yet, but he's still technically with New Jersey on emergency loan status. I wouldn't be super shocked if we not only do we see Blackwood become activated next week, but he gets a couple games in there because you're playing so many games in such a short amount of time. Even if Vanacek was standing on his head every night, you got to give a guy a rest. You just have to with the schedule. So my, my bold take is that before March 22nd, we're going to see Blackwood start a game. That's my bold prediction. And trying to think, let's see. Miles Wood did take an elbow, an uncalled elbow in the Toronto game, but he's fine. He played in the uh, Washington game. We'll see if McLeod gets benched again for Lazar on, on Saturday. And more importantly, I forgot to mention this, Boakfist, not only was he productive as of late, he actually started the Washington game playing up with Meyer and Jack Hughes. Yeah. So what it also means is that Lindy Ruff is willing to shake things up, and he shook him up during the game too, but that's normal for coaches. But he's willing to start things off with some roster decisions that'll make your head scratch a little bit, but you know, this is the time of the season where you got to do that if you're going to figure out where Meyer bets fit and, and more importantly, get other guys going. Because with all these wins where the Devils scored three against Las Vegas, five against Arizona, three against Toronto, three, you know, two against the Capitals, you may have noticed Jack, we didn't mention Jack Hughes scoring many goals. Jesper Brad only had the one goal. Nico Heischer had the one overtime goal. You know, the Devils' big names haven't really been all that productive outside of a couple of assists here and there. So there is, I think, a demand from the people who matter that want to see Jack Hughes score some goals. He sure score some goals. Brad score some goals. And obviously Meyer, at least to not take some dumb penalties, but that's a credit to also Halla, Boakvist, Mercer, um, and Tatar and Palat for chipping in. Cause that's what good teams do when the top guys aren't finishing, find somebody else who will. And the devils have obviously gotten that. So that's a good thing to see. And I think that's also why you're going to see some odd line combinations over the next couple games. All right, so as they figure that out, we'll be with you every step of the way. Thank you all, as always, for listening. And as usual, let's go Devils. Go Devils. See you next time.